0: hello what's up everybody
1: you're listening to the multiracial mental health podcast where each month we explore the complexities of mental health through the lens of multiracial identity
0: my name is shireen shawaii and i'm a licensed psychotherapist and mixed race woman of black and iranian descent
1: and I'm Madrone Love, a fellow therapist and mixed race woman of African American and Scottish Canadian descent.
0: Together, we're here to bring you informative and authentic conversations with experts in the field of multiracial mental health. Hello again, everyone. Hey, hello. welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Um, so we thought that at this point in the podcast, we would do something a little different. Um, yeah, that uh, we've spent several episodes getting to know our our wonderful various guests. And, you know, we've had some self-disclosure in the process. Um, but we thought that... Um, you know with this sort of season of gratitude um with everything going on the world on in the world it it feels important to also uh kind of keep in mind things that um we appreciate or things that we're grateful for so um kind of that combined with um me on instagram seeing somebody i follow talk about um like 10 things that they appreciate about their neurodivergence i was like well Maybe we do 10 things that I appreciate about being mixed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you suggested this idea, I thought, great. Yeah, that should be easy. And when I sat down to write, I was like, there is nothing I appreciate about this. And then about a minute later, they started flowing. So this was a great opportunity for me to
0: tap into what's good about this experience. So thanks for suggesting it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um yeah, yeah. It for me, I think it was it was easy in the sense of it didn't take very long to to think of things, but that there's a bit of complexity within some of them. Um, that there you know, there's positive sides, there's more challenging sides. Hmm. Um, so you know, yes, <laughs> with many things about being mixed, there's complexity there. Yeah. Um yeah, but um, but we're gonna we're gonna go through our lists and um, kind of focus on um, yeah, the things that that we appreciate. So, um, right, you want to go first? All right, okay. Well, let's see. Number one, uh, and this isn't any kind of like in any particular order. This is just stream of consciousness. So, um, number one, I get to embrace and share in multiple cultures. Um, it's connected through my ancestry. Um I am my mom's black, my dad's persian. Um I didn't grow up with my dad. My my parents divorced when I was a year old uh and my dad went back. Um so um so that wasn't really a part of my upbringing. Um and even so uh and you know I'd be curious to hear what other multiracial folks who maybe grew up with one parent um or kind of grew up a little you know, maybe there was a you know, just different degrees of acculturation on mm-hmm. on their sides. Mm-hmm. Um, that even even so, um, you know, we can focus on like, oh, are you are you black enough, are you Persian enough, like all that. But, you know, I also recognize that um it does give me more of a kind of default mm-hmm. global view of things. Um mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. Uh you know, I think we naturally think about our families when we think about world events. Like, how can we not? Of course we do, um, goes without saying. And so um, I'm thinking about um, kind of broader political contexts. Um, you know, I'm also American, so I've got, you know, my American context. Uh-huh. So, it, yeah, there's, there's, there's more to think about and more to um, be with in a compassionate way. So... That's uh, that's number one. Um, Number two, uh, kind of related, it gives me being mixed, gives me a broader attunement to what perspectives may be missing from an argument. Um, And, you know, and I say argument, that's not so negative, just what what may be missing from the conversation, right? Uh, And what intersectionality and inclusivity, um, like more points of contact with those ideas. Um, so I think that I'm I'm able to you know, hold a lot of complexity and ambiguity about things. Um, number three, uh, let's see. This is one where it was kind of like eh, is this challenge or is it appreciation? Um, you know, I'm 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 ambiguous looking um, to an extent. Uh, depends on where I am, who I'm with. Um, but uh, being black and Persian. You know, there's like 10 of us in the world, right? <laughs> so I've always kind of grown up accepting and and knowing that I'm probably not going to find people in the world who look exactly like me or share my background or generationally in the same ways. Um, that's my particular experience of being mixed. Um, so, you know, I think that gives me a lot of grace, I think. That gives me a lot of... Um, Mm, how should I put it? Um, I don't know. There's, there's just, there's something about that that feels like it, it gives me uh, kind of the superpower of seeing myself as, as more of a you kind know, of citizen of the world and seeking out connection with people, um, in a broader way. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'll say about that. Um, yeah, number four, I do love my hair. I love my body. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have grown up, just you know, feeling that way. So I am very grateful for that. Um, what a blessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, styles, you know, like, and, and I, I had a, you know, I, I went through all the teenage body stuff and young adult. I went through all the body stuff, but I have to say, like, more or less, like I've, I've had a pretty positive relationship with uh with my body um that's so why i'm i'm very grateful for that um let's see uh five my existence compels people to reconsider their own assumptions about race and cultural embodiment speaking of body um yeah uh you know this is one of those things as i was going through this list i mean just challenges embedded in the gratitudes right um mm-hmm. i'm not trying to compel people to reconsider their own assumptions about race and cultural embodiment. Mm. What do you mean? What do you mean by race and cultural embodiment? Um, yeah, thanks. Good question. Um. You know, I, I get a lot of projections, right? People don't know what I'm mixed with or if I'm mixed. Um. And so when I tell people, if I do tell people, sometimes, you know, there's all kinds of reactions. There's from delight to disbelief to shock to, um, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and then depending on where I am, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. There's there's more, there could be more tension in the room. Um, and so that could be my own projection, too, of of how people might be perceiving me. Um, so I think, you know, as with anybody, um, you know, there's I think there's a feedback loop that can happen. Um, but I, I do think that uh, kind of showing up embodied in the way that I am, um, you know, has people maybe think twice. Uh, yeah. And and I do appreciate that. Um, it kind of has us slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number six, I, as a therapist, I have a a natural inclination to things like approaches like IFS, internal family systems, um, things that are really about like both and um, an intuitive acceptance of what we call multiplicity um, that we you know we're made up of of parts like parts of our personality, parts of the self, like we can feel five, ten different ways about the same event right that that's normal and, um, mm-hmm. so uh i I can hold a lot of space for people in conflict with themselves. um I don't necessarily see that as as a conflict um so that helps me in my work um number seven uh let's see. You know, I I, I appreciate,, um, I can appreciate the fact that because of my presentation that I am ambiguous um, that you know I'm 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 lighter skinned. I have a certain type of privilege like I I, I am aware of that. I grew up aware of that. Um, I have access to multiple spaces um, that's given me a sense of feeling like, You know, despite my self-consciousness, because I have a lot of it. I have a lot of self-consciousness. I have a lot of anxiety. But I do feel that um, I can navigate multiple spaces with relative ease. Um, And I think that has been part of what informs my worldview. Um, It informs the way that I hold space for, um, for, for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. just, you know, just awareness of how different groups think about other groups and, um, it's, it's, I don't know, kind of <laughs> in it, but not of it in a way. Um, yeah. so that, that leads to number nine. I skipped eight, but, I'll but I'll, I'll circle back to it. So I'm, I'm other in this really kind of cool and, and useful way, I think, um, Feels a little subversive sometimes, but uh, I'm into that, so <laughs> that's all right. Uh, let's see, and then number eight. Um, this could be because I'm mixed, or it could just be my personality. I don't know, maybe both. But I feel like I'm I'm incredibly strong willed. Um, I'm a, a very determined person, sure. um, and so you know, I think. Being mixed, um, there can be a lot of, you know, there can be pressures to, uh, you know, to accept other people's view of you um, or to uh, view yourself, um, you know, in a certain way. Um, and, you know, I can take all of that in and I, I definitely turn it over with myself. But um, I don't know, I, I feel very much me. Uh, so there's kind of this sort of, I think, bedrock quality of like, I'm me, um, Mm. and the identifiers are important and meaningful and significant in this world. And, uh, I also am very close to just me as a person in the world. Um, and then number 10, I'm part of a massive global and national community. There are a lot of mixed people in the world. Um, so... I don't feel alone by any means. I love your list.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love hearing what you're grateful for about this experience. And uh, I was thinking that um, each point, it's not Pollyanna-ish. It's, it's, it's complex. Mm-hmm. There's a you're feeling grateful for, for feeling like another. And that's a mixed experience of, of feeling grateful. And also there's there's, there's some ouch in feeling like another. So I, I really appreciate that. Holding the complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll dive into mine. Um, start with number one. And yeah, I um, we got a lot of overlapping ones. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the first is I like being a member of two cultural groups. I'm probably a member of many more than that. But um, my mom's family is... They're Scottish Canadian, um, but my mom and her brother, my uncle, they're very Bay Area hippie. They moved here, the family, in the seventies. Right, that's not right. They moved here in the fifties, sixties, um, and then just screw up with the counterculture. And my mom went to Berkeley in the seventies and did the Haight Ashbury thing. So um, that was very white world and. I feel connected to that. And um, my dad's side of the family, he grew up in an all-black town outside of Chicago um, and made his way out to California. And then his siblings and my grandma moved. Oh, and also a couple other family members moved out here essentially to escape uh, extreme racism and extreme poverty and, and find new opportunities here. Um, so I feel very connected then to African-American culture. Um, and 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 they're very liberal. They're very open-minded and agnostic. They don't attend church or anything like that. Um, and so feeling p- a member of part of those communities that are quite different has felt like a blessing. And specifically, I wrote down, during the holidays, going to one family's house and their sweet potato pie. And the other family's house... Well, we didn't eat that sugar there, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so there was no fun. I'm sorry. Uh, but my, my grandpa did a strawberry rhubarb pie, which feels very like. That says a lot of my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, anyway, um, <laughs> I could go on about the holidays, but I'll go to number two. Uh, I like my skin color, so um, I always have. I, I I think it's a nice one. What color is this? It's a kind of a brown, a lightish brown. I don't know. It's nice. Um, I was I mentioned this um, earlier to Shereen. I was walking down the street in San Francisco a couple weeks ago, and some guy he just yells out at me, uh, very strangely, that I like your skin color. Which I don't know. Maybe that's weird, or it's weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. Uh, uh- but, but, but my internal response was, I don't like it too. Okay, I feel seen in this very odd way. Um, <laughs> all right, San Francisco, gotta go. Um, number three, I like my curl pattern. Um, what a long and windy road it has been. Um, my relationship with my hair and my curl pattern. But thank you very much, YouTube. I have figured out kind of pretty much how to manage it in a way that feels good it's like my curls are just so round and springy and they're fun and I am neurodivergent I have ADHD so it's my like what do they say stimming like I'll just be curling 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 it's like you know with my my fingers playing with my hair and that's fun Um, so built-in God. fidget toy exactly exactly <laughs> wherever I go there it is so that's fun um let's see oh and also like shout out to all the the companies that are creating moisturizers and gels and combs and all the things to to help us um stay curly it's so great it's like a whole movement that i'm so happy about um all right number four cross-cultural empathy comes pretty naturally to me which does help me professionally. So I'm a psychologist, and um, sitting in the room with someone, whatever culture there is, they are um, it's like, yeah, it's it's not difficult. And it, again, it comes pretty naturally to just connect with whoever that person is and remain curious about their cultural experience. Number five, um, I'm very proud of of mixed people in general. Go, you all. Uh, but specifically, I identified a, a group of black and white mixed folks. So I named um, Eric Andre. If you're out there and you're listening, you are so funny. Thank you. Um, Reggie Watts, he is a musician and comedian. So talented amazing. The obvious, Barack Obama. Colin Kaepernick, amazing, amazing, amazing activist. Thank you for your work. Uh, so humbled by it. Adrienne Marie Brown, same sentiment. So humbled by your work, um, and you know, specific shout out to her because she—if you're not familiar um, with her work—she is um, an environmental justice activist. So she really holds the complexity mm-hmm. of, of how it's all connected, and um, and ways that we can show up and nourish this planet, and nourish each other, and play while we're also getting the important work done to make this place. Better and more just. So mm-hmm. so humbled by her work. And this last person most people probably won't know, Hannah Frankson. She is an instructor on the Peloton app. I'm an addict, it's true. Yeah. And she has the same curl pattern as me. And I was um <clears throat> starting to do rides with her. And I just like started studying her, like how she does her hair and all the things. And I'm so inspired. By, and she's really silly. And I am very silly. So I I love uh, spending time with her in this digital way. Um, yeah, and and she's, like, brought her mom on to do rides with her. So she's very, like, um, open about her mixedness and celebratory. So, uh, yeah, I really, I love her. Even though I've never met her, probably never will. Uh, number six. More often than not, I feel, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I feel a racial. I know I'm not <laughs> supposed to say that or something, um, but it's true. I, I have to say for the most part of my life, I don't have race in the forefront of my mind. Um, I wonder if that's true for everybody. got to say like when you're at home anyway, um, but for me, I, it's just not the first thing that's on my mind usually. And I, um, I think that's not uncommon for mixed people. Um, it was mentioned in, um, anyway, so, so that is an experience that I have. And I find that it, it does connect me with a greater sense of just being, just being, uh, consciousness, just being spirit. And, um, and for me, that means creating more space for everything else. Like, like if, 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 um, if the me gets out of the way, if my self-consciousness gets out of the way, if my gonna focus on this one thing gets out of the way, it creates so much more room for everything, everything else to, to, to arise. And yeah, I appreciate that. Um, sometimes I like, I don't know if maybe it's not sometimes i like being an outsider i'm a fan okay it's sometimes sometimes i like to feel connected to things it's true um but i i do i do like this outsider thing i i do like spending a lot of time alone i as shereen said i i have a connection with me i do and i like it i have fun with me i'm curious about me i make me laugh it's very strange that i can anyway um <laughs> but i do like doing my own thing there is a lot of freedom and space in that, and um, I do connect that with being mixed. Number eight. This is so I am uh, a meditator, uh, specifically a Buddhist meditator, and there's this idea of non-clinging. So, and the metaphor my teacher uses is like holding a like what is it, like a striker for a bell. And you're not like super gripping it, like kind of like no, you just hold it. You hold it loosely, and then you just like let the the striker gently tap the bell, and you know the a light and make a light ringing noise. And so this is this is you're not you know clinging, but you're not just dropping it. And that's my relationship with my racial identity mm-hmm. is that I hold it kind of lightly, loosely, and that feels really healthy for me. Um. And I hold it kind of internally loosely. I hold it with others loosely. And um, yeah, and I I think, again, my mixedness has a lot to do with that. Number nine, as a mixed person, I feel connected with mixed people of all backgrounds, of all mixes. And I love that. I was, um, when I was in high school, believe he was my first boyfriend. I won't name his name, but he was half Filipino and half Mexican. And, you know, me being half black and half white, I just I just thought this was the most amazing thing. We were, you know, coming, uh, our ancestors were coming from all parts of the globe. Uh, they were meeting together to love each other. It was so cool. And, yeah, so I just, I loved uh, feeling connected to, to folks uh, in our mixedness, regardless of our specific racial mixes and number 10 i like being alive and uh, this is how i know how to be alive this is my one shot at it and it's great i have to say i mean look i obviously have hard days um and there is suffering embedded in being alive i understand this but in general i'm a fan um so so yeah so i'm feeling grateful for this this
0: um this way that I get to, this way that I get to be, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm watching you read off your list and just seeing the, you know, the big smile on your face. The rest of it, like, you know, just thinking about this, talking about this, like sharing yeah. about it. It's, it's uplifting.
1: Yeah, which is so. Yeah, it's it's great for you to like flag that I'm smiling because I, I I I wouldn't have associated a smile with. This experience, I I feel like I can get so caught in how hard it is, um, and how how we, we suffer from so much mental health challenges. Is that and that's not, not true. We do like you know we are challenged, but mm-hmm. um, but but there's a lot of
0: beauty in this experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like. That's right. There's beauty in this experience, right that, that there's mm-hmm. uplift and there's kind of this profound beauty. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's true that you know we're we're in the mental health field, um, we're kind of in this world. there's a lot of uh, sort of looking at things through a the, like the lens of challenge. yeah, pathology. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. and um, you know that's that's not the only lens that is here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to um to you know, keep ourselves close to what does work and what does fit. Um mm-hmm. what does feel good. Um yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> thinking about uh and maybe I could reference Gloria Antillo's work, I- she talks about like, being in the margins or being in these interstitial spaces, but I'm going to go permaculture. Um, and in permaculture, they talk about looking at the edges of ecosystems where one ecosystem meets another, um, like where the, the grasslands meet the desert. And in those places, they're so rich. There's so many interesting things happening. Or when the, you know, in California where the forest meets the ocean, really dynamic places. That are um, so alive and so unique, and um, and we can miss we can miss the beauty that's happening in that in between place. Um, it's not the forest. It's not the ocean. It's this. It's it's both. This is coming together of two very unique, um,
0: complex systems. I can't remember what, were we interviewing. Someone talked about uh, liminal spaces. I'm sh- I'm sure it's come up. Yeah. Well, it might have been something that I heard, but you know, that's what that reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Right. That these you know in between spaces, um, mm-hmm. the idea is the liminal space where mm-hmm. there's a lot of magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of magic and mystery, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's really, yeah. It it feels like there's something about this experience that you know of being mixed mm-hmm. that taps into that. I, hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. You know as we're we're going through this list too, and just you know reflecting on how it feels to be uh writing it um naming it um you know, I think we've said it before, but that but each of these points you know there's something to appreciate about it, and it also is evocative um like it carries it carries a lot more than um you know than than appreciation um <laughs> you know, I know for me. There's also a lot of grief that can come, um, or a lot of, um, I don't know. Yeah. Just, um, well, I'm not sure yet. I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, things just feelings that are in me and writing it that, um, that I think are important to potentially explore in the future episode because I'm not the only one. Um, and we want to be able to address the fullness, uh, of, our experiences right
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I, I I'm, I'm feeling that as I focus on the positive there's this intrusive negative thoughts that are arising the yeah buts and I think that speaks to the reality this this experience is complex um, and I'm wanting a moment of rest to rest in the gratitude mm-hmm. to rest in the beauty just for a moment not not for for the rest of my life, but to just take this time to really savor what's good about about living in this in this way
0: as this as as this person as this mixed person, you know I think mean, this is this is a reflection of our lived experience it's you know there's nothing new about it, and we also are in this moment in time, I think, in the world where you know I am seeing so much on social media and just you know and talking you know people eh, there's so much suffering that's happening right now and and people are having a hard time feeling the celebration of these times yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you know there i mean that's there's something appropriate and beautiful about that because there's compassion and empathy in that, and it also is really I think crucial to our mental health <laughs> to be able to uh feel what is enduring. Uh, and you know what we what we can look to um to support our uplift
1: yeah 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 maybe the last thing i'll say is this is a a time of the year when people are lighting candles they're looking for the light we're looking for the light and so i think that's gratitude it's this practice of looking for the light Mm. in the midst of the dark You've been listening to Multiracial Mental Health, a monthly podcast where mixed therapists center and explore the lived experience of multiracial people, couples, and families.
0: Multiracial Mental Health, the podcast, is an ACAST production and a project of the Multiracial Mental Health Clinician Directory at www.multiracialmentalhealth.com. Mental
1: health is a journey, and we're here to support. If you've enjoyed the episode, Be sure to like us, share the show, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all the usual places where content can be found.